The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they make me smile. They make Captain Chris smile. Many of you smile when we hear them. And if they don't make you smile, it doesn't matter because we're doing them anyway. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. How soon? Not soon enough. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Get that? Uh, But if we want to be doers and not just hearers, then maybe we should use that stuff. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? In 13 days, we'll let you know. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. This this is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. Now, you listen. You, you go through this with us, and you understand, hey, we don't know what we're doing. That should make everything so much easier. Uh, we really have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, who knows, right? I mean, the Lord could go, and we're done, right? But we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So as the Lord alloweth, so we doeth. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, going through that process. How do you handle it when things go your way? How do you handle it when things do don't go your way? How do you handle it when you really do understand? Or how do you handle it when you're like Job and you're like, you know, all I really want to do is have a sit-down conversation with you, God. How do you, as a Bible-believing, born-again, spirit-filled Christian, handle that stuff? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. Oh, no. We just want you to give us a call at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you will end up talking to Captain Chris. Now, folks, have you ever had a first-class ticket? Well, that's what it's like when you talk to Captain Chris, because after you talk to him, you will be... First class. I gave you a first class on that one. That's pretty good, right? I mean, that's, that's better than riding, like, on top of the bus kind of thing or outside the airplane or something, right? You know, hanging onto a wheel. Hello? 
Anyhow, you also can text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Don't call 214-210-8483 because I can't answer that. And then you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. David, those five letters, starts with a D, ends with a D, at hemustincrease.org. We're also going to send you to the website and tell you this before you get there. For those of you that have filled out the ambassador sheet, I have the simplest thing, the first instruction to give you in regards to ambassadors. Ready? Relax. Okay, that's the first instruction. Relax. Okay, I'd say chill out, but relax just seems better. Seems more protocol to say relax. We're going to get you the information as things move on. If you've already filled that out, you don't have to fill out more than once. We've got you covered. Just take a deep breath. <sighs> That's number one. Number two, we never want you to forget about our radio rents 13 days away, and we need to pay it. So I'm never going to stop telling you, hey, we need help financially and otherwise we specifically petition you to pray for us that's the first thing the second thing is we want you to be givers but give to your primary ministries first and then if you have left over and are able to give we're here we need it and we could use it and it would be a blessing for us and then the last thing is if you have praise or a praise report or a prayer request you do that on the website nobody knows if you want to keep it that way where everybody knows if you want to get it that way. So all of that you find out by going to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? hemustincrease.org. Praise report? hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? hemustincrease.org. hemustincrease.org. <laughs> Love I'm just waiting for you to add a splash at the battle. You know, oh, okay. Uh, much to do and much to cover. I do want you to keep Easton in prayer. They had to go to the hospital last night again. This is my daughter and Jared and Julianne's lot. They're they're burdened to bear. They had to go to the hospital again last night. He's doing fine now, but it goes up and down and up and down. Can you imagine uh, what a difficult life that is? That is somebody that really needs your prayers. My my daughter, my son-in-law, who's fantastic, great guy, love this guy, just super, super proud to have him as a son. And then uh, also little Easton, who's going through uh, all this stuff. He gets through COVID, and then he goes through something. <laughs> Poor little guy. Uh, boy, oh boy, what a tough kid that is. And then the last thing I do want you to pray for, this is personal, is my wife's stamina. Just to give you an idea of her hours from yes, two days ago, yesterday, and today. Ready? 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 Saturday, she had to do 15 hours. Yesterday, she did 10 and a half hours. Today, she's doing 17 hours. That's 42 and a half hours in three days. Don't tell me. I know. The dogs know. <laughs> it's like, hey, where's mom? So just pray that the Lord will sustain her. It's not, She loves what she does, but this is that tough season, toughest day for her. So we're just asking you to, to lift her up in prayer. All right. In the meantime, we're going to jump into the Word of God, into First Peter, and I want to make sure you get the run-up and the rundown. Anything else we got to cover? Nah, I don't think so. Uh, okay, I'm going to take it back up from verse 5 in 1 Peter chapter 1, who through faith are protected by God's power for the salvation ready to, to be revealed in the last time. So last week we talked about the glorification process. The salvation is in past, present, and future tense, and this is something that the Lord is saying. is There's a salvation coming that's so outstanding, it's incredible. 
And then in verse 6, he says this. So he pivots after saying, uh, you know, it's great. The salvation's come is great. And in this, in this, you greatly rejoice. What, what is the in this? In that the glorification is coming. Why do we need to greatly rejoice in that? And it tells you, in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer various trials. See, You see what happened there, right there, how the Lord does that? It's like the Lord is using Peter. Peter's not maybe the most brilliant guy, but he is super, super full of faith, super, super willing to step out there. And Peter is writing, and the Holy Spirit's guiding him, and it's like, you know, the glory stuff is so fantastic. Yay, yay, but keep in mind that you really want to hang on to that, and you really rejoice in that. Because now, for a little while, you're going to have to suffer through various trials. And there's all these people that say, oh, well, people, Christians don't have to suffer. Okay. Let me just help you out. If you want to use a book that's different than the Bible and you want to follow a Jesus that's different than the biblical one, go ahead. Let me know how that works out for you in the end. The bottom line is that biblical, born-again, Bible-believing Christians read this and go— yeah, we're going to have to go through a little bit now. We're going to have to go through a little bit now. The stuff that's coming after is fantastic. But in the meantime, we have to go through various trials. That's the way it's going to be. But the one thing the Lord tells us to do is to rejoice in what's coming further. And then it identifies our, our trials much more in much more God speak than human speak. It says, though now... For a little while. Now, for us, any trial seems like 50 years. <laughs> doesn't matter what you're going through. It's like, oh, my gosh. Here we go again. You know, it's like that whole process, right? And God's like, going, okay, that's a short time. That's just a little thing. You're going to have this everlasting lifetime glorification thing going on. That's so much better. But for a little while, you got to go through. You got to push through. So one of the ways that you push through is you keep in mind how much rejoicing, how much glory, how much graciousness is coming, and that enables you or sustains you for what you're going through at the moment. Do we always do this perfectly? Well, I don't. So if you do, I want to hang out with you more. But what I do know is that that's the right principle. That principle of looking towards eternity in the face of our current situation reduces the power of that affliction or that suffering and enables us to get a better focus on what's really coming, what's truthful. And the irony behind it is that the world is like, no, what's truthful is what we tell you. And God's up there going, no, what's truthful is what I tell you. And that you have to make a decision which one of those is right and go with it. And the Lord is telling us, eh, you might have to suffer for a little while through various kinds of trials. What kind of trials? Various. What's, what's the word various mean? Various. <laughs> Multi-sided. Different ones, different times, different ways, different locations, different processes. Why? Because that's what the Lord allows. That's why. All right, we're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere.
This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Now, he's crying. Now, I was still of the mindset that men don't cry, okay, just so you can know. And I'm getting mad because it's my story and he's crying. And I'm thinking, it's my story. Why are you crying? That's what I'm thinking in my mind. And he's crying. He's apparently a good crier. I don't know what a good crier is. I learned after my dad died, but I mean, somewhat. But this is real. You know, he's sobbing. And I'm like, and he looks up at me after he's cried for about a minute and a half. And his eyes are red. And he looks at me and he says, this is how the Lord hurts for you. And that was it. Bam. It was like somebody just took a hammer and broke my hard heart and my, you know, my pride attitude and my, my over arrogance and my, my everything looking at that guy showing me crying and tears and all I could think of was Jesus wept. The David Spoon Experience, weekdays at 2 on God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Chris and I were just having a conversation about corn pops. We'll just move that on for uh, that right now. There, uh, here is your first trivia question. While Jesus prayed in Gethsemane, this is at the end, right? Kind of at the end, leading up to the road of crucifixion. When Jesus prayed in Gethsemane, what did Peter and James and John keep on doing while he prayed? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us, 972 445 0770. That is the number to call. 
Also, you can text us 214-210-8483. And additionally, you can send an email to David at he must increase.org. In the meantime, we're going to do our DNA because I did I did tell you last week, and I'm going to just have Chris verify this. Didn't I say last week that there would be new news coming out? Did I not say that? Did I not say that? Did I say that? You got to say, I can't hear you. You got to speak up. You're still not. You're not on the volume thing. What are you not pressing? Uh, the button. Ah, ah. Somebody messes my board. <laughs> okay. Didn't I say there'd be more news? I believe you said that. Yes. Okay. I'm just pointing that out. All right. Somebody's... Very specific prediction you made. Yes, I know. All right. Uh, and I want to say this again now for some of you that don't know that I found out again last night. Even even more news. Thanks, Al. Even more news is uh, coming. I found out even more coming next week, this week, next week, and the week after. I can't believe it. We can't just keep stopping this thing. Wow. I know. More. So before we get the caller so they can respond to the trivia question, uh, we want to do our DNA because you have to have this going because more news is coming and you better be ready. D, draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Instead of just looking at websites and looking at news sites and stuff like that and listen to cable, maybe spend more time with God. There's a thought. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never. And A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means you are an active participant in advancing the kingdom of God on a regular basis. Okay? All right. Somebody ready to answer? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David, this is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Great to hear your voice. Are you ready? For, are you ready for this one? I know you're ready yes. for this one. I know you're going to know this one. While Jesus prayed in Gethsemane, what did Peter and James and John keep on doing? Uh, sleeping? Yes, that is right. They kept on falling asleep. They were sleeping and sleeping and falling asleep, and Jesus is like, okay, dudes, look, you can't even go out. Come on now. And they didn't stand with it. And uh, that's one of the big problems there is that they just they didn't realize the heaviness of the moment, and they just faltered underneath it. Isn't that powerful? Because we need to be alert, right? We need yes. to be way, way alert. That's why Jesus said, watch and pray. He didn't even say pray and watch. He said, watch and pray. So we need to be alert to do that. Good job. (laughs) Excellent work. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Hope you had a good weekend. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Love it when Deborah calls in. She's fantastic. And then we're going to, I think Wednesday's message will really help her friend Susie. So I'm hoping that if Susie's not doing better, they would, you know, maybe get a little further along, and then she can hear some of that. That'd be good. All right, let's go back. Let's see. Is there anything else? Yeah, yeah, no? Oh, okay. Uh, okay, let's get back to the text. Here we go. So we started off with this. Verse 5, The who through faith are protected by God's power for the salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer various trials. Okay, got it. Various trials, little while, might have to go through that. Got it. Verse 7, so that. <laughs> see see, see how these build on each other? Okay, so you, you've got this thing where you're like, okay, salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. That is glorification. How cool is that? And in that, we're supposed to rejoice. Why is that? Because for a little while, right now, you got to go through a little bit of muck. 
Got to go through the mud just a little bit, just a little bit. Okay, but why do we have to go through the mud, Dave? What's the reason? Oh, well, God gives us that in the scripture. He says this, so that the authenticity of your faith, more precious than gold, which perishes, even though refined by fire, may be resulting in the praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Here is something that people will miss quite often. This is not for God. It will result in praise for God, but it's not for God. It's for you. You think, <laughs> let me get this straight, Spoon. Various trials that I have to suffer through are for me. Yes, that that is exactly what I said. It is so that you know, not that God knows. God knows everything. He's omniscient. So that you know that your faith is authentic. So that you know when you bump up against a trial and you used to respond by throwing darts or by getting stoned or by trying to run people over or by screaming or by kicking or by dragging or any of the other brilliant things that we all tried to do to get through something, you now know as you are growing up in Jesus Christ that your surrender, your submission, your trust, your reliance on an awesome future to get through a goofy present, all of that is for you to understand that you are genuinely in the faith. You have an authenticity of your faith. While you used to approach your problems with one strategy, now you approach them in a humble submission operating with faith that the faithfulness of God has purpose. The reasons that God allows things all have purposes beyond our understanding and what you're going through, he will use not just to bring out good, but to bring glory to his name and demonstrate his compassion and his mercy. And you look at all that and you go, I just, I just cannot possibly figure out how that could happen, except unless I acknowledge it by faith. Exactly. Because the authenticity of our faith is one of the most important elements, not just for you, certainly not for God, though. Let me, let me make that clear. He doesn't need anything. But for other people who know of you and other people who know that you are a Christian, that the genuineness of your faith in the midst of trials, in the midst of sufferings, even though it's a short-lived suffering, quote-unquote, that authenticity of your faith is a witness to them, watch this, and a witness to you, that you are a child of the Most High God. And it's just thinking, no, no, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> spoon, 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 spoon. You're trying to tell me that the way that I engage and handle a trial, 
the way that I engage and handle suffering, that by using faith in that particular trial, that God is in charge and God is in control, nothing escapes his notice. He's the beginning from the end. And if I believe that and operate that, that I am testifying to him, others can see it. And myself, I can also glean that this is an affirmation of me being a child of the Most High God. Yeperskinski. I don't know what Yeperskinski means, but Yeperskinski. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is this. Our faith in the mind and heart of God is more precious than gold, even if we're talking about gold that's been refined by fire. Can I explain the difference between gold that's refined by fire and gold that's not refined by fire? One is of more value. (laughs) Okay. One is down to the purest. No, no. Remember, remember how they do that? They take the gold, they put it in a pot, they they boil it up really, then they skim the dross off the top, they get the yucky stuff off the top, and what's left is more pure gold with more money. Yeah, except your faith is of greater value. Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I know, but I'd like a bar of gold. I understand that. I get it. You know, I get it. I got bills. I know how that works. But in the economy of God, what he's looking for is a faith that has greater value than that of pure gold, that will bring honor and glory to his name, that's a result of it, that other people will see and be strengthened in their faith, and that you will see and be strengthened in your faith, and that productivity is so much more eternal in value than any kind of currency that mankind uses. See, we trade in currency to what we think is valuable, right? Gold, silver, money, that kind of thing. God trades in currencies that he thinks are valuable. The difference is that he has an eternal bank, and we don't. (laughs) It's kind of, I don't know how else to say it. We get a toaster when we open an account. (laughs) It's like, wait a second. His bank is just so much better. Your faith being tried is just so much better for you and me and for every one of us who are Bible-believing, born-again Christians to understand that the testing of our faith, the trying of our faith, the suffering through those trials produces something in the kingdom of God of great value. And that gives you just this other reason to go, okay, I can get through this. It's, It's a bummer. You know, for those football fans out there, it's like watching Dallas play in the playoffs every year. It's a bummer. But I can get through this because there's yet more to come. All right? God's plan is for your faith to be a blessing for you and to show you are a true child of the Most High God. You have to like that. That's pretty good. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break. Top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Most of my life it feels like I've been running, running and running and running. The David Spoon Experience. I want you to catch something because uh, for some reason the church feels the need to over-answer cultural changes that take place. Look at Jesus. He didn't care about anyone's opinion. That's what it says right there. And you do not care about anyone's opinion. Jesus didn't go, yes, I do. 
No, he didn't. He didn't. He never because he didn't. That's exactly right. He is true. So they said, we know that you are true and teach the way of God. That's aletheis, which means speaking the truth, completely nothing hidden, being real. He teaches the way of God correctly. That's aletheis, which is the case is according to the fact, and doesn't care about anyone's opinion. The Greek word here literally means does not look at people's faces. In other words, when you're doing radio, I can't see faces except for Captain Chris, okay? I can't see if your face is giving approval or denial because the only way that happens is by text or phone or whatever the case may be. When an actor acts, they can look on stage and see with the audience if there's approval. Jesus didn't seek people's facial approvals. He didn't care. And you think, well, no, he cared plenty. No, he cared about the mission to save the lost. He didn't care about those who were going to reject in the capacity that he sought their approval. He never sought their approval. He didn't leave, live, let me say that, he didn't live for people's positive responses to him. He walked at the pleasure of the Father. Whatever the Father wanted him to do or say, that's what he did, which is when you'll hear me say we do it for the author and not the audience. Because I think some of you people are literally some of the nicest people I have ever met in my human journey, but you still don't have a heaven to put me in. And that's what it comes down to. And I know that, says, that sounds so you know harsh or whatever. It's like, are you serious? Okay. If the Lord tarries and I die, you are not going to help me. <laughs> I just don't really know the way to say it. You know what I'm saying? And so I want you guys to catch that, to catch this is why Jesus was so different. It's because he spoke the truth. He said it according to, to, to what the truth was, and he didn't seek people's approval in sharing. He just was like, look, I'm telling you exactly what the Father told me to say. This is exactly how the Spirit's leading me, exactly what the Father wants to be said. And then you look at that and you go, ooh, how about us? 